Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Hi, I'm Sharon McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, a boutique real estate firm that is home to over 30 real estate sales and marketing consultants who service home buyers and home sellers throughout Boston, the South Shore, the South Coast, and Cape Cod. Our firm takes pride in assisting our clients in the next chapter of their lives by taking a holistic approach to their real estate endeavors. We believe that every move should be a moving experience. Every week, my real estate team member, Mary Baker, and I, along with the director of Boston Connect Real Estate, Melissa Wallace, provide you with our unique marketing approach to selling homes and share with you our expertise in navigating the home buying process. We like to mix it up sometimes, so not only will you hear our perspective on real estate topics, but you will hear the expert thoughts and opinions of some of our real estate agents at Boston Connect Real Estate and the preferred professionals that we trust. Be part of our roundtable. If you have any questions during the show, please call 781-837-4900. We'd love to talk real estate. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and wherever you listen to podcasts at Talk Real Estate Roundtable. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me and my team or one of the dedicated agents at Boston Connect Real Estate to discuss your real estate needs, you can connect with us at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Now, sit back, relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate. Hello to all my South Shore neighbors. This is Sharon McNamara, and you are, of course, listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable uh, here in our WATD studio uh, that is located at Boston Connect Real Estate right in Pembroke Center. Uh, so if you're driving by, come on by and see us. Say hello. We have a special guest in with us tonight, but I have my team members with me as always. Hello, Miss Baker. Hello, how are you? Uh, if I was any better, I'd be on vacation. I but haven't heard you say that in a really long time. I know, time. I know. But yes, it's, um, yeah, it's it's been good. So anyways, uh, we had some fun. We were looking at some wedding dresses last week, so that was yeah. a lot of fun. We took Friday off. We did. We had ourselves a day. Half yeah. day Friday. I know. So, um, but what was I going to say? You don't, like, it's hard to pick a wedding dress. Like, you look beautiful and everything. So, um, so what we're, we also have Melissa. Melissa is getting us ready and getting us on all of our Facebook uh, connect pages. And uh, maybe I'll do a little Instagram later, let the ladies take over. Uh, but we do have a special guest and he's always been so generous with his time with our agents. And he works a lot with Matt Mahoney, who I invited, by the way, tonight. And he said, no, nice. he said, no. But I guess he's doing a big presentation or something with you in a couple of weeks. So we have Pete Fakaisen. Did I say that right? You did. All you right. Did. Yeah, Perfect. Pete, Pete Fakaisen. Um, and he is a loan officer or do you go by another name? I'm, I'm trying to look around. Luxury Mortgage. Luxury Mortgage in Marshfield. Yes. That's right. Yep. And we mortgage loan originator. Okay. Director of business development. Okay. And you're doing a great job. Thank you. You do a good job with business development. I don't give a lot of people kudos like that, but you really do do a good job. Nice. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. <We> try. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so we asked you to come on. You just did a presentation just, I think it was last week, and you brought lunch or the week before uh, to our office, and you talked about um, different types of loan packages and things like that. But Mary and Sam did a show a couple weeks ago that was very well received uh, for investing and mm-hmm. investment properties with Mark Stiles, who's also a good friend of yours. Yep. 
Um, he likes to wear my Boston Connect gear. I gave you a notebook. That's all I had today. <laughs> I got a blanket, too. Oh, yeah, you got the blanket. I, I, I didn't wear the blanket, though, <laughs> yeah. tonight. It was a nice Ugg blanket, don't you it's think? It's really nice. Yeah, those are perfect. Trying to get my kids not to steal it. Oh, yeah. So. I can give you another one. I'll, don't tell anybody I gave you two. Um, yeah, so I'm really happy to have you here with us. We're going to be talking about loans. So to IWATD listeners, 781-837-4900. If you have any questions regarding mortgages, it could be about investment type properties. If you need a mortgage for that, it can just be your very conventional loan. Hey, I just want a loan for whatever. I'm buying a million dollar house and I need a loan. You do those too, right? We do, we do. <laughs> yes. But uh, before we get into that, Pete, why don't you, again, tell everybody a little bit about who you are, how you started in this industry, how long you've been doing it, and all that good stuff. Sounds good. Thanks a lot. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I've been here in Massachusetts my whole life um, mm-hmm. in the mortgage business for 20 years. Mm-hmm. was in sales and marketing prior to that, pioneering ski and snowboard helmets. Oh, really? So that was, uh, you know, right from college directly into that business, which mm-hmm. was very exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then really after 9-11, that business kind of dried up. Yeah. Uh, people weren't going to the mountains as much and, you know, it was an oversold product. Mm-hmm. So started originating mortgages in the early 2000s and here I am today doing the same thing. So mm-hmm. lots of experience, um, work in multitude of different states, uh, mm-hmm. lots of different products. I've only worked for three companies. Mm-hmm. So started with Summit Mortgage uh, right out of the gates. Mm-hmm. Then I worked for William Ravis mm-hmm. uh, Mortgage for 10 years. and then What years were you there? Were we there together? We were. Okay. So I was there in 2007. So okay. I think you were just, oh, just leaving. Just leaving at that right. time, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, um, yeah, came over to uh, Luxury Mortgage, just celebrated my fi- uh, fifth year anniversary, which oh, was happy anniversary. fantastic. Yeah. And uh, just continuing to kind of grow the branch. And, you know, what we're here to talk about tonight is... You know, a different type of loan products, mm-hmm. um, loan products that serve people for um, investments, loan products that serve self-employed borrowers, mm-hmm. and people with kind of a story. Yeah. So they're story type of loans. They're not traditional financing, mm-hmm. but, you know, we cater to them all, whether yep. it's your first-time home buyer, you're an investor, you're, you know, buying your first multi, mm-hmm. uh, buying a second home in Florida, mm-hmm. buying a second home on Cape Cod. I mean, we, we kind of do it all. I was excited to hear that you do do Florida, right? So A lot of business in Florida. Yeah. So I'm really excited about that. And then I know Mark Stiles said that he is now licensed mm-hmm. in Florida to do the closings and everything. So they must be, they're not a title state then, they're an attorney state as well. Um, it depends what part of the state you're in. You okay. can you can be an attorney and be a title company, or you can mm-hmm. just be a title company. So, parts of Florida, uh, East Coast, there are portions that you have an attorney. Mm-hmm. Most of the state is a title state, which is different than Massachusetts, because mm-hmm. here, you know, we have an attorney, and the attorney usually acts as that title holder, mm-hmm. so um, or a title issuer. Mm-hmm. So, it's different because here in Massachusetts, we make an offer. Yep. In Florida, you go straight to purchase and sale right out of the gates. Really? So the agent is truly writing the whole deal. Huh. So the attorney really has no That's other... That's sort of scary in a way because I think about how much stuff goes wrong in a purchase and when you get to the purchase and sales agreement part, right? Things can. There's yeah. a lot of negotiating that's still right. going on. I think, is it, and you would, might know better than I, but out in the... 
out in the Berkshires. I know, I think they go straight to purchase and sales agreement. They don't do an offer to purchase. Correct. Yep. Yeah, like so yeah. even in Massachusetts here locally. So those areas that kind of touch Connecticut and New York mm-hmm. and New Hampshire, um, all those all those states go straight to purchase and sale. So the agent's actually writing everything right there and then. And then we're basically ordering title. The attorneys, you know, there are title states. Mm-hmm. So the attorney's not really involved at all in the purchase and sale or negotiation or anything. They're really just conducting the closing then? Correct. Okay. Yep. Interesting. That's a lot of pressure on the agent. Hi, I'm here. Um, I actually have a question about um, some of the deals that you've done recently or since sort of COVID started um, in Florida. Are you seeing a lot of people um, buying second homes or are they moving there permanently? So we have a lot of clients in New York, okay, that Mm -hmm. moved to Florida permanently. So a lot of people moved out of metropolitan areas. Mm. When we had a change in the administration, tax change big, big tax change in a lot of states, big tax uh, tax change federally. A lot of companies moved. Thank, thankfully, Massachusetts, our governor did a great job and all the state reps did a great job. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the companies stayed. <clears throat> but a lot of companies in New York, California, and other kind of higher tax brackets, they've gone to South Beach, they've gone to other parts of Florida, Jacksonville, mm-hmm. they've gone to Texas where we do business as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's simply from a tax corporate, you know, position that they want to take. So not only did people leave out of kind of a necessity to get out of cities, but uh-huh. people left out of necessity because their corporations moved. Yeah. So. Well, we've talked about this numerous times in the past two years, but we saw a huge trend, at least with our listings, because obviously we see all the offers that come in, you know, with our team listings, that a lot of people were moving out of the city and moving to the South Shore. So the primarily the majority of our business here is on the South Shore and the Cape and the islands. Um, but we were seeing a lot of people being able to work from home and mm-hmm. sort of their job quote-unquote life was changing even though they weren't going into the office i know somebody who literally just went back to their office after two Two years of not being in there like it was like going into a whole new building like no one had ever been there and i was like Mm -hmm. did anybody leave anything in the fridge like that'd be weird (laughs) but that was the first thing that i thought of um but you know we saw the trend of people moving to the south shore so i was interested to hear if you saw the trend of people just moving out of state altogether we did. Um, specifically, I'd say age groups from, you know, the high 20s all the way to the 40s. A um, lot of people that had their kids in private school in the city of Boston um, that, you know, live in Boston but sent their kids to private schools, mm-hmm. they moved. And yeah. they moved out big. Newport, mm-hmm. wow. huge, huge amount. I've, I'm actually got three or four deals closing this month with people that just sold or are moving out of the city because they returned a job. Mm-hmm. It's two days a week. So, like, hey, I yeah. can... I can, commute, I, can make, I can commute yeah. from Newport all day long yeah. and be near the beach and, you know, get a house. A um, little more inventory down in uh, Rhode Island right now. So mm-hmm. people are able well, to pick up, you know, homes in Narragansett, um, you know, all those areas right there near Newport. Yeah. So yeah. I'd like to move to Newport. <clears throat> but people are moving <laughs> to the South Shore. But Melissa, people are moving to the South Shore. Yeah. Uh, Hall, Marshfield, Situate. Yeah. 
um, Duxbury, all the way I feel Plymouth. like I mean, it, I, I, a lot of the towns that you just mentioned are like sort of beach towns, yeah. you know, so it's the total opposite from a city town or a city. Uh, so you're not sort of living on top of each other. So I feel like uh, COVID has given people the appreciation of the sea again. And or space <laughs> in general, right? Space not want to out, kind of... Outdoors. Yeah. Like outdoors. I, I think, think when everybody was, was holed up in their, you know, 600 square foot apartments or and or condos in the city, they're like, um, there's nothing to do here when everything is closed. Right. Yeah. Ergo, I want to have a yard for my dog or I want to get a dog or something like well, that. That's also part of the reason why the the market has sort of increased in price on the South Shore is because everybody who could afford to live in the city is now coming to the South Shore and raising the prices because they sure can come are. in and offer so much, or they can sometimes offer so much more than than um, maybe somebody who who grew up around here and sort of. So you're seeing sort of the change in the tides, so to say, um, in well, some of the towns down here. That actually brings up a good point too because. So a lot we were seeing a lot of people coming down from the city who maybe had a condo in the city and they were living there for several years. So one of the products that you just recently introduced our office to, or at least me to, was the non-QM product, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Um, so that's a non-qualified mortgage. Am Correct. I, right? So traditionally, um, like when I met with Sam and his investment group the other night, which was shocking that there was 25 to 30 under 40-year-olds there. Mm-hmm. Um, all looking or already own multiple yeah, right? investment properties. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I was taken back, to be honest with you. These guys were dialed in. They all knew what they wanted. Mm-hmm. The problem is, where do they get it? Yeah. Right? So, but one of the biggest things that I've, you know, I think with COVID is that people moved out of the city, they bought. There's not a lot of rental ability down yeah. here on the South Shore yeah. at all. So, you know, with these products that we have, it, it allows an investor to go out and buy a home with 20% down and qualify on just the rent. So, yeah, they, that's so where there's I'm no going personal, so it's almost yeah. like a commercial loan where like, hey, I'm gonna buy a pizza shop. As long as the pizza shop does 50 grand a month and the mortgage and all my other expenses are okay. less than 50 grand, you get the loan. It's the same thing now we're doing with one to four unit properties where people can go out and buy a place and just qualify off the rent. Which has never been heard of before. I mean, there's so many different, we could do, we could do a whole show on non-QM loans because right. there's so many different facets of it and so many different ways that it can be applied like to your, not only your investor, but your self-employed person. So like a realtor, we're 1099, we're self-employed, right. commission-based sales. Sometimes that's very hard to... Um, judge year to year, Mm -hmm. right? So that was one of the things that we talked about. But I know applicably even to a majority of people right now, I think the inv- the idea of getting into investing in Mark Stiles, the, sty- the show that we did with Mark Stiles, he was all for however you got to get it. It's the long-term plan right. and just go for it, right? Yeah. I mean, look at, look at what's going on in the marketplace because of the war. You know, we've got one of the best marketplaces out there right now in real estate. Yeah. Um, but, you know, stocks are tanking and it's it's not the greatest situation. So yeah. real estate's yeah. a safe haven long term and someone else is paying your payment for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, you know, the investment cash flow loan is great. You can close in an LLC. Um, it's going to be less expensive than a commercial loan at a local bank. Yep. Very easy to close. Um, local appraisers, not a commercial appraisal, so it's cheaper there. So 
lots and lots of con, uh, lots and lots of pros, not cons for that uh, product. So those products are for investment properties only. That would it, correct. That would be one facet of okay. the non-QM, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And then I'm looking at the one of the sheets that you gave us, and this is something that was very interesting to me. Where actually I'm putting on um, sort of a what would we call it a series series. yeah series for our agents uh called financially secure futures and i have a quickbooks pro coming on and then i have styles office coming in to do estate planning and then i have Alyssa mcnamara from mcnamara financial coming in Mm -hmm. to talk about um investments are you related yeah (laughs) that's my niece (laughs) (laughs) yep um so you know we'll have her on and because as a real estate agent, we are self-employed, 1099s. Uh, but that's, I know when Mark and I bought our first home, you know, he was self-employed. And we mm-hmm. the process was not really easy uh, to do that for self-employed. So mm-hmm. can you talk a little bit about that um, and how it works for people who are self-employed? Right. So for self-employed borrowers, we have a lot of different programs. So Mary, you were just talking about the 1099 program as a real estate agent. Mm-hmm. So if you're out there listening to the show and you're driving around your car, maybe you're an Uber driver, you're 1099 too, right? Mm-hmm. And you may get multiple 1099s if you're a musician or a wedding singer. We talked about yeah, that. I did. had someone who sent me 32 1099s. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I, would lo- I would lose one. I'm like, you know I would. That's a lot of weddings. Yeah, that's great. Um, but you know, made like great made great money, but traditional qualification for a self-employed borrower, you're taking a percentage of multiple years of income divided by all the expenses. Mm-hmm. So very good accountants out there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the accountant's job is to, you know, get you the best deal with the government mm-hmm. and with the state. So when your accountant's going through everything, you're writing off all your expenses, at the end of the day, you might make a hundred thousand, but at the end of the day, you might make twenty-five grand. I was going to say, if your accountant is is really doing something. Mm -hmm. So, with the ten ninety-nine program specifically, if you get a ten ninety-nine, we'll just use seventy-five percent of your last year's ten ninety-nine to qualify you, and then we qualify you the regular way. Mm -hmm. So we enter that as your income figure. So, if you're a real estate agent, you might write off your car, you might write off miles, you might write off marketing pieces, Mm -hmm. signs. I mean, it adds up, mm-hmm. right? Especially if you're getting into this for your first time. Mm-hmm. Other self-employed programs we have are business bank statement loans. So you own a, we'll go back to the pizza place. Yep. You own a pizza place, your business does $50,000 a month, mm-hmm. right? So if you're 100% owner of that pizza place, what we'll do is we'll take a percentage of your ownership, percentage of those profits, divide it by 12, and then qualify off that. Mm-hmm. So really, it's just a different way of looking at it rather than looking at every single expense you might have because you might not qualify that way. Yeah. So uh, it's almost like taking the pick person as a whole mm-hmm. rather than just their W-2s, bank statements. Like that's the conventional method. It's right. your, mm-hmm. your, it's your um, credit report. None of those. Yeah. Like yeah. It's in creative lending. Mm-hmm. No creative lending. But legal. <laughs> legal. Very, yeah, very, but creative. Right. But very, very legal. Mm-hmm. And this is not and very important, this is not subprime. Mm -hmm. These are people that are established business owners that have money coming in, Mm -hmm. that have credit, that have assets for money to put down. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's one of the things that I do like about your programs as well, when you were talking to us about just your mind, like at one point, like you sort of, it was almost like you weren't in front of all of us and you were like, like in talking, like it's like you could hear 
like a beautiful yeah like a beautiful mind yeah like you could see like everything was going on in his head and he was like verbalizing but like i love that because i know i mean mary works with all of our buyers but for me like when i go to the ice cream to get ice cream like i don't i don't just get vanilla when I, I have, I have go to, put, to the ice cream when I go to Dairy Twist. When I go to Dairy Twist, I don't just get <laughs> vanilla. Like, I'll have to get some sprinkles on it, right? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? But there are so many loan programs that are out right. there that are, you really get one flavor, and, and that's it. Either you like that flavor or you don't, meaning you either fit into the box or you don't. So I think right. that that's great about, you know, the programs that you do offer people and how there is some... Sprinkles involved. I think I said we're like that <laughs> big, like that, like that big Valentine's Day uh, box of chocolates yes. that Mark got you. Yeah. Like yeah. fifty different, yeah, right. hundred different flavors. Yeah, oh, yeah. I Mark know. knows better than to get yeah. that. Well, Mark doesn't get me chocolates. Mark, Mark's probably listening right now. But it wasn't too long ago when I said, uh, "How can you stand?" We, I think it was COVID when we New Year's. We were both home, like quarantined, and I was like, "How can you stand me? Like I'm fat and ugly these days." And he's like, "Get skinny and pretty." <laughs> <laughs> that didn't Darren, go, that, that didn't go over well. I was going to say, house. that's only because you've been married as long as you have been. <laughs> I know, 30 years. Uh, so go ahead, Mel. I know that I sort of interrupted. No, I wasn't talking. I was just going to say, are there any other sort of loan programs in the non-QM that you want to sort of highlight? Yeah, so when we talked about um, people moving out of state, or mm. specifically those of you that are retired or don't have that income stream that used to have, with with COVID, we had a lot of tragedy, but yeah. we also had a point in time financially where the financial markets hit another low. It was kind of like a 9-11. There was a, there was a date in late March of 2020 that, you know, the market bottomed out. When that happened, a lot of savvy investors, a lot of people with money in the market acted and bought in and took huge risk. Those yeah. people that took huge risk had huge rewards, mm -hmm. specifically companies. Okay, so with specific was you know going into that, you've got people with assets that, like I had a client uh, from California and said, hey, I'm moving to uh, Cape Cod. I want to buy this house. I just talked to uh, two different banks. They said no. I said why? And he said, well, I don't have a job. I was like, okay, well, let's go through all the different uh, items that you know pertain to you. And the one thing that stood out, the one thing that we ask when we look at these loan products are assets. So whether you're selling a home, which I think is really important to a lot of you, because a lot of people are out there saying, you know, I really want to capture this marketplace. It's the highest values ever, right? It's the highest values ever. I want to sell my place. Well, when you're looking at that, you might say, well, I might not work. Um, if you don't work, we can use those proceeds. And as long as you have 125% of your mortgage debt in the bank post-closing, we'll do that deal. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we're looking at the liquidity that you have post-closing, and we're looking at the amount of debt you have for a current living expense or investment expense, and it works. So this gentleman had just retired early in his 40s, wish mm -hmm. I could do that, Yeah. <laughs> um, and Not basically a <clears throat> had a lot of company stock. So a lot of people in the city right now have a lot of stock. They got into software companies early. They got into pharmaceutical companies early. Anyways, long story short is um, if you have that ability and you want to buy something, mm -hmm. but you know we're like the uh, financial planner's best friend. Mm -hmm. The last thing a financial planner wants to hear is, hey, 
I know I've got three million in the account. I want to buy that house in Naples. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to take out a million and a half to go do it, or I need to take out seven hundred thousand out of my two million that I have saved up my whole life mm-hmm. to go buy this house cash because I can't get a mortgage. Mm-hmm. We've solved that, yeah. which I think is very, very important. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'd say one of the best local stories I had was a woman that's been a nurse at South Shore Hospital for thirty-five years. Wanted to move to Florida. Mm-hmm. Sold her house in Brockton. Mm-hmm. And was able to do this program and retire at the same time. Awesome. Wow. So she had the equity, had no mortgage, paid her house off. So she got her 500000 She bought a nice $300,000 home mm-hmm. right outside of Orlando. Loves it. Loves the place she's in. Mm-hmm. Just spoke with them a couple of weeks ago. Nice. Very, very happy. That's so. awesome. And so many people are sort of flowing down there. I mean, I think for a couple of reasons we've been discussing this. Actually, a few weeks ago we had on um, a real estate agent from uh, the Naples, from Naples on with us. And she was wonderful, too. So we'll have to make sure that we, because yeah. if we ever have people from here going there, that we do like this three-way sort of connection for you guys with Mark Styles. Uh, but a lot of people go in there, one, you know, escaping a blue state to go to a red state. Whether, she was right? very honest about she that. She was very honest know, about she, it. She said uh, it. In taxes and things like that. So, um, And that's one of the things that we were we're actually talking. Um, I actually sent you an invite to Clubhouse. I don't know. Are you part of Clubhouse? I'm not. I'm not. I'm a, well, you so have, I asked you, Mark you, you, about you, it because I'm like, I'm an Android guy. Uh, so I, yeah, I but you have I to be an can, Apple guy. No, I think no, I think I think it. Android, okay. you can do it now, but okay. click on it. Anyways, Mark, it's it's coming again. It's like bigger and better even now, but I listen to a lot of the uh, clubhouse rooms and Mary and I have been listening to one, actually somebody in the industry, Dakota Riley, who's, um, yep. she works for another company, but she's great. And what we'd like to say is we're all colleagues. We just yeah. wear different color, you know, right. logos, right? Uh, so Dakota is wonderful and she's been um she started a room and we were in there talking the other day about you know the inventory is so low so i just got off the phone with somebody after an hour and 17 minutes a buyer's agent that is so upset that his client's offer didn't get accepted on one of our agent's offers Mm. hour and 17 minutes to explain to him like i'm sorry like there's nothing we can do you we, we had to say no to 14 people but we were talking, is there a way for people, there's so many people that are like, okay, in order for me to move to this house, I have to sell this house. I feel like that's sort of what you were just sort of talking about a little bit, but are there some programs where people can take that money out, that equity out mm-hmm. to you know, put down on another house? That's interesting. That would be really helpful. Yeah. Bridge loans. Bridge. Okay. Oh, we, perfect. We have those. We got that. <laughs> we we, we got, got, a colon- got a colonial. We got a colonial. We so, got a guy. <laughs> so I, I think the most important thing, like we try to tell everyone, <clears throat> is to have you know a plan. Yep. So everyone, I think, in the back of their mind has a plan. Yeah. But they need to have a plan, and the sooner that you kind of forecast out what you want to do, mm-hmm. um, the better. Hey, I think we might move in two years. We're going to have another child, or we're going to do this or that. Mm-hmm. Start talking to a realtor or a mortgage person right away. Mm-hmm. Because we might say, hey, listen, if you're going to move in two years, go get an equity line. So you've got your down payment. Yep. Right? Um, or, hey, listen, we should look to refinance you and get you, you know, savings if mm-hmm. we can right now. Having that plan is so crucial because in that scenario, that person probably could have gotten a bridge loan and not had a home sale contingency. Yeah. Right? Or, you know, that's the biggest thing. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we had multiple offers over the weekend. Um we used the bridge loan probably three or four times. Yeah. And that is a safeguard to basically make sure that if they can't close on their property before 
Mm-hmm. They buy the other one, yep. so they have the money. As long as they qualify to carry both homes, we'll take out an interest-only loan on mm-hmm. their current home, we'll mm-hmm. appraise it, give them the money, and then we'll do the loan on the new house. Yeah. The only caveat is bridge loans are expensive. You yeah. don't want to do them, okay. right? We really use them as a vehicle mm-hmm. to get the client there. For short term. Right. Mm-hmm. So when you say really expensive, give me an idea. 8%, yeah. 9%? 8%, a couple points. Okay. Well, and if that gets you into the house when there's such competition right now, right. I mean... Potentially like, without you having to bid $80,000 over asking yeah. or $100,000 over asking because right. you're trying to outweigh your home sale contingency. Good point, Mary. It kind of evens out. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't kind of. It gratefully evens out. Yeah, because it, me as like being a very heavy listing agent, I mean, I'm looking at things and what is going to be the easiest for my client and 100%. who's going to bring us to the table. You know, what I don't want is a bunch of trucks and a bunch of homeless people, you know, hanging around. So tell us a little bit. So with the bridge loan, that's something that they could have in place. Okay. I, I When do they put it in place? Once they've secured another house or found another house or before is it like a pre-approval that you give like how does that work so i would say the biggest thing sharon right now is you know just having a pre-approval letter Mm -hmm. doesn't mean squat 100 percent. i was on the phone for an hour and 17 minutes (laughs) so and as you stated like a lot of other listing agents Sellers' agents are smart. Mm-hmm. If, you're, if you're getting the listings right now, mm-hmm. you are smart, you are savvy, you're going through every single little thing. Mm-hmm. When I don't get a phone call and I'm the loan officer for the buyer, mm-hmm. I know we're not getting the deal. Yep. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's one of my trades. We call. We yep. call that seller's agent. I've spoken to you multiple times mm-hmm. and Mary yeah. saying, hey. Yep. So excited to work with you guys. Yep. No pun. Hopefully we work together <laughs> yeah, on this deal. Exactly. Hopefully it gets <clears throat> if accepted. If the price and the terms are right. Mm-hmm. But again, it's part of that strategy. There's so many buyers walking around with letters that were printed in January. Mm-hmm. Hey, rates have gone up like yeah. over 1% since January. That's so, something that until you came in the other day that I wasn't, I, I mean, everybody is hearing that the rates are going up, but it wasn't something that I was looking at the pre-approval date on the pre-approval, pre-approval le- letters mm-hmm. that we're getting, making sure that, because some of them, I mean, in the past, they were good for 60 days. Some were good for 90 days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So making sure that the ones that we're getting are But just anything a few done weeks. in January, that rate could have been three and a quarter, where today could be four and a quarter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? So. What are at, our interest rates today? Oh, it, on depends. Come on. Like, it depends. It depends. All right. No, so I like, have it. It's like asking me what my favorite color is. It really depends <laughs> on the scenario. I have an 800 <laughs> credit score. Mm-hmm. And. Not low a lot threes. of debt. Low, low threes? Low okay. threes. Dep- okay. But again, depending on what you're doing and yeah. what the loan amount is, what the term yeah. is. Yeah, there's all kinds of variables, um, right? But okay, those are, fine. Well, right. if I, okay, let me just ask. Can we just make this about me? Let's forget that WATD is listening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do we have listeners? 781-837-4900. If you have any questions for us regarding real estate or Pete, again, we have Pete in here from Luxury Mortgage with us. Um, he is a wealth of information and knowledge. So um, if you have questions, I suggest that you call us now. We'll certainly give out his information at the end of the show. Uh, he works a lot with Styles Law, who we had on a couple weeks ago, too. So it's a really, really good team that we've put together here, and especially, you know, with different facets, too, like with the investing and everything else. So I think that's great. You want to buy a house? We got a guy. Yeah, we got a guy. We, we got, got a guy. We got a couple guys that can help you out there. But my question is, is so if I wanted to buy a second home down mm-hmm. in Florida, like, okay, so my process, like, is... 
how is a loan, I mean, how is a listing agent down there going to feel about seeing your loan approval from Massachusetts? So again, we like to give our pre-approvals. So the difference is we issue pre-approvals. Yeah. A lot of people out there, a lot of banks, a lot of local banks, pre-quals. Okay. okay so Explain to our listeners. Yeah. Okay. So the difference between a pre-qual and a pre-approval is a pre-qual is something that you can generally get online without yeah. talking to anybody mm-hmm. that might pull a soft credit score mm-hmm. without any verification of anything. Yeah. I am telling you what my credit score is. I'm telling you yeah. how much money I made mm-hmm. with no qualification. Yep. It's the same again at a lot of local banks. Mm-hmm. You know, as a lender, and you know, we work as a lender. We work with, you know, we fund, underwrite do everything in-house, mm-hmm. right? We, I rarely broker a loan, mm-hmm. okay? But that being said is we correspond with hundreds of lenders across the country to get our clients the best rates. Yeah. We service a lot of our own loans as well. Mm-hmm. So post-closing, you have an issue, give us a call. But how do we strategize to get that buyer in, specifically in Florida? Mm-hmm. Had somebody looking today, uh-huh. right? She's lost out on 17 deals. Oh, no. Okay? But I think her problem is she's not there. Oh. Okay. She is an agent going and previewing, walking around, which is very common today. Yeah. In Newport, we have people buying. The agents walking around. These people are buying based mm-hmm. off a. Of, yeah. You know, a video. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're walking around. They're meeting the agent. They're meeting the listing agent like this. Yeah. So, no, I think it's all in presentation. I mean, mm-hmm. what we're seeing the most is price. Yeah. Terms. Mm-hmm. And how can we represent that buyer the best as we can as a lender? Mm-hmm. So what we do is we kind of go through, we get everybody what we call mortgage ready, which is we start running numbers, right? So we pre-approve you, we pre-underwrite you, mm-hmm. which is key. And then we start discussing things like mortgage contingencies, mm-hmm. like how do we match a cash offer, mm. right? How do we get that seller to understand that we are the best person mm-hmm. and we're going to close Mm-hmm. on time with very little issues. So you look like the shiny diamond in a mm-hmm. bunch of coal, right? Mm-hmm. So the seller is just like, I want the diamond. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you got to make yourself stand out. But I, yeah. but I think it's all about perception. I'll tell buyers all the time. When you're walking through the home, don't make comments. People like mm. the agents are listening. Mm. They are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether, you know, there's opinions formed or not, there are, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, it's people are watching people's mannerisms. People will know if you're there or not. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had buyers lose out on a lot of deals like my client in Florida because she's not there. Yeah. I have to say, I would be weary of somebody putting in an offer just having seen the house via, especially if I didn't know FaceTime. the buyer's agent on the other side. Mm-hmm. Like if it was a buyer's agent mm-hmm. that you were super familiar with and say like, hey, I re-, and they were able to say, I really know this client. I've sold them several houses before. They just happened to be away. Maybe if they yeah. could plead that case, that's one scenario. But another is if, I mean, that's like a sight unseen offer, truthfully. Well, and I think too, though, I mean, in the past, I've been sort of burnt by that as a listing agent where we had something under agreement and then they said they, you know, they went to home inspection. It, no, I don't even know if we got to home inspection. They wanted to just come back for like to look at something or to bring the kids. But the truth was they were bringing the husband back and the yeah. husband had never seen the house and we accepted the offer. And I said to the agent, under what circumstances did you think it was okay for them to put in an offer on a property that he's never seen. 
They just wanted to sort of tie up the property, so that's what they did. So after that, I sort of always have that in the back of my head. But we did have a listing, the one over on Oldham Pond. And remember, the people were on a cruise, so they sent their their daughter-in-law to come and look at the house. But what did the daughter-in-law tell me? Oh, yeah, my my in-laws, they're in Iceland right now, and they can't make it to get here. So bop, 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 bop. Everything I'm like, okay, so then when we presented the offer, I was like, P.S., these people are in um, Iceland right now on a boot, (laughs) and they've never seen the property. Oh, well, what if they don't like it? Exactly. Right, but if it's cash, Mm -hmm. where they represent that, whether they're taking a mortgage or not, um, if there's no inspection Mm -hmm. contingency. Mm -hmm. So these are all the things we're going through with our clients. I mean, I'm stepping out of my comfort zone a lot with buyers just to explain, hey, this is what's happening in this area. Yep. Okay, it's up to the agent. It's up. To, it's your guys' job to really understand what's going on with this listing. Mm-hmm. Where you think it's going to go? What are the comps? You'll be surprised how many agents mm-hmm. that I've worked with because my buyer picked that agent. Yeah. That. Well, the agent said, "You know what? It's a standard in Plymouth. We always go 65 over asking in this area." Wow. And I'm like, <clears throat> I'm like, you know what? That might not be right. <laughs> cringe, I'm cringing. Yeah, what I would never do? say standard. Yeah, yes. I would well, never. There's a lot of quote unquote standards out there. And I think it's really important to run comps well, and, and present them to a buyer. Because listen, I'm going to ask you one thing. <clears throat> if you only have X amount of money to put down on a home, you know, one of the biggest things sellers ask is, is this house going to appraise? Well, one of the things we talked about in the meeting a couple of weeks ago was mm-hmm. an appraisal gap. Oh, yeah. We're going to make up an appraisal gap, by the way. If this. We've got extra money. We've got 20%. I'll, I'll make up a gap of $50,000 because we really want this house, mm. right? Now, there's some agents that say, hey, listen, I don't want to even bring that up mm-hmm. because you guys have to read if the other person understands that. Mm-hmm. And I think that is you know, part of the education mm-hmm. that I hope is going on more in offices now mm-hmm. that people are <clears throat> reviewing these things because... You know, for us, we don't control the appraisal. The appraisal is a third-party mm-hmm. company with every single mortgage company. Mm-hmm. Okay? I don't know who's going out. Mm-hmm. I just know it's one of the five people that we picked that we rotate arbitrarily. I have no control over that. Ever since uh, subprime loans, mm-hmm. no control, which is good and bad. But as a lender, we order it. My staff communicates. I'm not allowed to communicate with the appraiser. Mm-hmm. And, you know, basically we're looking at... You know, scenarios where we don't have a lot of appraisal issues because there's so many great comps that happen December and January. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. A lot of inventory closed out there. But it's really crucial to have a great agent mm-hmm. and an agent that knows the marketplace and what you're buying. Mm-hmm. I like that you said, like, your staff communicates with the appraiser. Has anyone ever called you when, like, an appraisal doesn't come in and they they're angry at you? But you yes. have nothing to do with it. <laughs> right. You literally have nothing to do with it. But but we hire the people, and I think one of the key yeah. things about using a local lender is that that local lender or lender that serves these areas, like we have people that we've handpicked that are the best in those areas. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's not all about price. It's not all about turn times. It's about finding the right person that knows what they're doing. Right. Right. Specifically in very competitive markets. And that's why when I'm doing a presentation for someone, like a CMA, for somebody to find the value of their house, I'll tell you, it was a little difficult for a while, though, because we had so much, not market value, but emotional value. It almost would have been helpful if we had, you know, the appraised price, literally in MLS, so we could see that. 
so we can sort of best judge about you know how much money people are putting down and everything just to make sure that it would still go through but i think that the emotional value part of it we're going to see that again this year like we can already we're already seeing we can it. already see it you know um and you know one of the things like the offers we you know one of my agents got these offers and you know with the the appraisal gap and you know I know everybody's trying everything one of them was like we'll pay the sellers um fees state tax stamps. state tax stamps like i understand buyers are really trying everything they can but um i feel bad for them that's why I'm a listing agent. Yeah. That's why we need people to sell more homes. That's why I, I, ha- that's why I have <laughs> I more gray hair than I've ever had in my life. Well, it's almost, I remember having a conversation with somebody, and I think Rhode Island is actually doing it right now for first-time home buyers. Like, there's a $25,000 first-time home buyer incentive, mm-hmm. which, why we need that, I don't know, but... That's but the issue is, just like Massachusetts, market. is that we can't get, it's so hard to get a buyer with 3.5% and mm-hmm. 3% and 0% down. Yeah. It's one of the biggest issues we have in the state that we've brought up to the state yeah. to say that, hey, listen, we want to help these people, but like I reviewed today with our CEO, he's like, hey, how come we're not doing loans from this value to this value? And I'm like, because there's none available. Like yeah. literally, <clears throat> we'd have to go to Worcester. Uh-huh. I mean, there's not, I mean, we have some condos here on the South Shore, mm-hmm. maybe in the 300,000 range. There's one in Pembroke currently. Right. One. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ha, we're back. <laughs> just, we're in, back. just in time for Pete Someone to give his. Someone us? <laughs> yeah, yeah I think something happened. I think that the topic was so hot that it actually blew up our equipment here, yeah. and it took us a little while yeah. to get back on track. But all that means is we sort of trick people into thinking that that's what happened, but that's just an invitation for you to come back. Awesome. And Sounds good. Um, we would love to have you come back and go over all these great loan products and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but why don't you give everybody your contact information so they can get in touch with you directly? Sounds good. So you can reach us in Marshfields. We're at 892 Plain Street, suite number 203. Um, so we're there in that office Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. Walk-ins mm-hmm. welcome. Uh, <laughs> Walk-ins welcome. Walk-ins are welcome these days. We are... Uh, and your we are, phone uh, number? <clears throat> and yep. phone number is 508-240-4418. One more time. 508-240-4418. And how about a website... Website yeah. is <laughs> www.fikeloans.com. All right, perfect. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week. And I promise if you need this information, just call us at bostonconnect.com, 781 826 8000. Have a great night, everybody. Thank you.